get my charm on. <laughs> that, that Barney Gumble charm? Yeah. I, I'm like an Alyssa Milano TV show. <laughs> no, wait. You're like an Alyssa Milano TV show. I am like Alyssa Milano. <laughs> I am charming and you are charmed. <laughs> you are the one that is Alyssa Milano. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stephen Clayton. And I'm Nick Smith. And we have good ideas. So you don't have to. Consider this our proposal to you. This is Investors Needed. So, what you got? What's top of mind for you, fellow? Okay. So, I know that... uh, I feel like people haven't really tried to put their business acumen to one of the major struggles of of everyday life like the closest thing that we have to this arena would be like marriage counseling mm-hmm. like just like settling disputes between uh dumb men and the the women that somehow hang around them dumb women and that dumb men and the women who dumb them yes okay but i realized Part of the problem is everybody everybody has their relationship on their own specific personal terms. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, there was part of Citizen Kane about that. Yeah, it's, uh, there's only love on your terms. It's the only mm-hmm. terms any man can accept for himself. Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. What if one or both sides got together and decided to try to collective, collectively bargain Oh. Go Why on. can't there be the the International Union of Boyfriends? <laughs> the International Union of Boyfriends. Yeah. Okay, so um Yeah, local seventy two. Okay, so we've got the number anyway. I was I was gonna ask what's our local number. <laughs> local seventy two. That's a good start. Yep. Um <clears throat> Okay, so I I wanna I think it's important to step back and kind of understand uh, sort of the history of organized labor in, in context here. The the purpose of collective bargaining is not merely to reach an understanding, but it's to, for all intents and purposes, agree on how between two groups we are divvying the spoils of war, one might say. There's, mm-hmm. There is property or... Uh, or money, or some some something that is being bargained over, and so I think it would be important to lay out what is the subject of the bargaining. Well, I, it could be any number of subjects, just kind of you know general treatment. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. Like labor contracts, a lot of of that stuff is like you know what duties and responsibilities are what people can and can't be asked to do like we're kind of we're in this together so we better figure out the best way to to go about it yeah okay and that way you know when there a disagreement arises then you can refer to the contract you can bring in an arbiter to interpret the situation how it refers to the agreement that has been collectively bargained by the unions that represent those two individuals Mm mm-hmm Okay. Now, I, I, I want to go a step further and make sure I understand kind of the, the scope of vision here. Because there's there's a couple ways we can go about this. Um, one is we can you know, try to roar out of the gate with this incredible national, national presence. 
but the the challenge with that is one, not only are we having to build significantly greater infrastructure, but two, you know, state to state, the issues that you know, women be different from men in different ways, the same way state be different from state in different ways. Like mm-hmm. women and men in Arkansas are not having the same disputes as women and men in Montana. It's there's there's a difference there, at mm-hmm. least in details, and this is really about the details. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it might not be better to start with sort of small state-level shops and then expand from there, almost on a franchise basis. I like where your head's at. Franchising franchising would be really good for this idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Franchising. Yeah, that's a, well, that's a good yeah, idea. That, well, yeah, I mean, that way we can, you know, pay, like, three 21-year-old high school dropouts, like, nine bucks an hour tops to, to administer a local branch of this and like i mean there's no labor costs it's just it franchise it out and it, it pays for itself yeah you're creating jobs you're creating opportunity for folks yeah um okay so i, I want to understand the vision a little more a little more uh in detail here so you've got the idea of coming to the table for negotiation. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you have a negotiation between management and union leadership, it's not everyone from both sides sitting at the table. You have your representatives. You have mm-hmm. the, the folks that are elected to those positions or strong-armed into those positions or whose name gets pulled out of the hat for those positions. Um, what's our hat? Like, how are we getting guys to the table here? Well... I mean, what's the point of of even having romantic comedies if they don't represent who we aspire to be in our relationships? It's true. It's true. I don't think that John Cusack's up to very much right now. Nope, he certainly isn't. He, John Cusack, uh, couldn't even be bothered to make Hot Tub Time Machine Two. <laughs> What did he have better to do than yeah, that? Yeah, honestly. Like, that's how far you've fallen, John. We all loved you in Gross Point Blank. I actually liked Hot Tub Time Machine. but mm. I actually loved Gross Point Blank. Mm. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Well, and then that, you know, mm. it's got a little bit of dangerous hitman thing. He's, yeah. You know, he's not just totally a, a, a wuss. No, no, no. He's uh, he's got some got some edge to him. Back when Cusack had edge. Yeah. Besides, most guys didn't see serendipity, so no, no, no. <laughs> I certainly did. <don't. laughs> uh, I wish I was Gene Shalit just for a minute, so I could have come something witty to say about serendipity. Mm. Can't do it. Wouldn't be prudent. So and, you know, the ladies can have Cusack. their. You know, Rachel McAdams or something. Yeah. They're Joan Cusack. <laughs> What's she doing? Oh, I'm sure she's popping up little places Yeah, when she wants to. Occasional guest spots on Ellen. I'm sure, she, I'm sure she's doing fine. Yeah. She's just coasting on that sweet, sweet Adams Family Values money. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, so we got John on one side, and then we can flank him with like Jack Black and whoever that other guy from High Fidelity was, like his his record store. Oh, the the uh, wussy guy. Yeah, like the bald wussy guy. Yeah. Um, because then you and you got 
in Freudian psychology, you have the ego, the id, and the superego, and I think that that's really embodied by those three characters from High Fidelity. So that would give us what we need, those elements to come up with rational decision-making. Right. Um, so we put them together. They can be our reps, our, our, uh, our lead-off hitters, as you were in our three-man baseball hitting rotation. Right. Um, I, I'm I'm curious. So you've got you've got these folks set up. They're going into bargain, uh, state by state to begin with, but ostensibly on a on a on a national basis as time goes on. And I wonder what the real. Maybe I don't need to ask this because we're talking about unions, and I think we all know what the real scheme is here. But how do we make money out of this? How do you not make money out of this? <laughs> okay, so we have dues that are mandatory. Uh, we it's organized cr- la- uh, labor. That's the word. <laughs> organized la- uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, they're, 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 it's pretty well worn. But I think one thing that we do have to consider, though, is you know the, the, the grip of big labor has weakened over the last 30 years in the U.S. You know, you, the private sector especially has become increasingly less unionized over time. So I'm wondering what we can do to, to really sort of spur membership here, because we can't go into a state and just out of the blue say, hey, everyone's in, give us your money. Um, even under threat of force, our lawyers tell us that that's extortion. So we we need we need some hook, something to bring him in the door and say, well, "Hey, I join." Got, I got four words on the men's side. Oh, let's hear it. Presented by Bud Light. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Well, so I'm th- I'm thinking. Uh, Bud, maybe not a great example, not always historically a union shop. I'm going to step back a little bit to the side. Let's say presented by Miller. It's an old Milwaukee. You got that heritage there. Working man's town. Whatever. Bring it in. Yeah, you great yeah, taste, less filling. Duh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so beer sponsorships. Uh, we don't budge from the hot wings or the NFL, uh, NFL package during negotiation. Like that's locked in. Maybe we get Roger Goodell involved. I mean, he seems to have a pretty good handle on how to deal with unions. And I really think if we're looking for someone to help lead us along and mentor us into the world of organized crime, he could be a good, really good mentor for us. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, if we really want to like go full skeezy here, like like full Whitey Bulger, I think we can pull that off. Yeah, I mean, I think the appeal here is that it's not necessarily about like people don't care about necessarily having the right decision made, just having a decision made. It's like decision, some of our ideas, yeah. like some of our like kind of in-house judge kind of. Remember mm-hmm. we discussed that at one point. Yeah, like. I think I think this kind of runs along those same lines of just like being able to look and have a definitive answer from someone that is from a third party. Yeah, you just want that authority. That's what you yeah. want, and as long as you have that, you're fine. And and Roger Goodell is very good at making arbitrary decisions that oh, don't absolutely. really matter. Absolutely. Um and don't make any sense because they don't have to make sense. No, no, that's when, when you know when you're the king, you you get to do kingly things and make kingly decisions. The king stay the king. King stay the king. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, 
we have this brotherhood. I, I think one of the things, you know, we, we can, like you said, all people really want a decision to be made. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really worried about the particular details of negotiation or what we get out of it or anything. That's fine. I think we need to start looking outward at some of the, the perks that we can get out of this arrangement. Uh, think about sort of the the classic unions that uh, you know, unions that your grandpa knew. What'd you have? Well, you had the union hall. Exactly get, the yep. union hall. Yeah, you think we can bring that back? Hell yes! That was part of the part of uh, the the core of, of the imagination of this idea. It's part of the appeal mm-hmm. is have a a place where you belong. Yeah, place where everybody knows your number. Hmm. Okay, so. You know this. This is this is 21st century though. It was setting up the old sort of bingo hall type union hall where you got a couple tables and chairs and shit. That's not going to fly. What does the union hall of the 21st century man look like? NFL package rolling constantly. A fully yeah. stocked bar, yeah. obviously. Stocked bar. Yeah, with delicious Miller products. Shuffleboard table. Shuffleboard table. Foosball. Yeah, sure. We're into, you know, those fancy European sports. <laughs> yeah. I don't cotton to this air hockey. Air hockey, it's a little fruity. Seems a bit Canadian. <laughs> okay. Um so so we got our hall, we set it up with uh with our big screen. I mean, you know, to some extent this is just becoming a bar. Um, of course, you can't achieve, except by compulsion, 100% unionization. So bear with me on this. I'm saying that in addition to the union hall, we open up a chain of identical union hall themed bars on a state by state basis. Because that does two things. One, you know, for those of you who aren't going to be paying us dues, you can still contribute in your own special way. And two, it's great marketing. Hey, you can have this all the time, plus the special perks that we're offering. I like this. Mm-hmm. I really, 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 really like this. And I've been looking for a way to get into organized crime for a while. And I think this is maybe our best on... Like, we were trying to do this surreptitiously and come at it from the side and all that. But really, just founding a union should do the job. I I can't think of a better way. Yeah. That's good. The old, uh, the old foot in the door. Yeah. And maybe we'll finally get our dental plan back. Dental plan! No. (laughs) (laughs) Do we stare at a chance the track could bend? Not on your life, my Hindu friend. Ah. (sighs) It's so Uh, perfect. It's it's really so. Yeah, I mean, that bar is just going to rake. Oh, yeah. Well, it's. You like you cleared up my thinking a lot. Like I was coming at it in terms of, oh, we need the union. Really, what we need is the bar. Yeah, yeah. The the union. The union is secondary. Yeah, yeah. The, the union will happen. You know, but the and, union and, hall. 
yeah, the union hall's the key here because really, you know, what whatever comes out of kind of the union side of this. Oh, you know, we we did X, we did Y. Um, one, it's it's going to be really tough to enforce. Uh, two, in in leverage. I mean, let let's be honest. We if if there is a, a collective bargaining between the sexes, we we have no leverage. Um, so I think really just the union hall. Collect the dues, yeah. Collect the dues. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. That's all the guys will really care about anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. all they'll want is just a place to go. Yeah. A jacket to wear. Yep, good jacket. So, you know, do some apparel work on the yeah, side. Yeah, I was going to say kind of, you know, the, the classic cheap union hat. Yeah. Tattoos. Tattoos, yep. Licensed, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's the union logo, and then the TM has to be tattooed every time along with the logo. Yeah, but I mean, if we call so local seventy two is fine, but you know you need the the nickname as well because the local seventy two, uh, the fighting seventy second, <laughs> the fighting seventy second. Well, here's the thing: yeah. is I think every one should have its own number. It should be you know the local. Yeah, yeah but I mean that so. What is it? It's it's like men local number, and then what's our nickname? Like if if the, if we were to branch this out into an actual football team, what would be our mascot? Uh, kind of a I don't know, like a, a demon dog kind of thing. <laughs> you mean Cerberus? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Local 72. The, the Cerberi. The Cerberi. I'm not sure what the pluralization well, that, that is. That way men will like, get a chance to feel like a little bit smart. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing guys like more than to feel a little bit Just smart. Just a little bit. Not too much. Then you're on the risk of coming. They feel like they know idiot. something that most people wouldn't know. Yeah. Like having that. That dog. Oh. Guys love that shit. What's that three-headed dog on your shirt? Uh, you don't know? <laughs> you, mean like my Cer- s- you mean my Cerberus? Yeah. Looks like someone didn't study their Greek mythology. You probably don't even know from whose head that uh, goddess sprung. Well, we're not getting that in depth. Uh, so, so we're going to cancel the Greek and Roman education courses? That's not going to be part of the test. It'll be optional. I'm I'm saying so again. I want to squeeze as much money from this as I can. There should be a test that you have to pass to get into the union, um, but the threshold for score should be very very low. But the examination fee should be sufficiently high. That's that's smart. That's yeah. why it's just like the GRA. Why I like you. You you just know where to find a buck. Oh God. It's it's all about finding those little pressure points. Mm-hmm. You get get them on the way in. You get them the entire duration of the membership, and when they die, um, you know, let's at at the funeral put like a little plate out. It's just a matter of finding the insecurities that you can ease in order and and collect a buck in the process. That that like. Then, in by easing them, they will be willing to part with some money. I think that's a that's a tremendously insightful statement. The idea of 
It's all about finding the insecurities. You know, what, what do people... Because, I mean, we talk about natural resources, both exhaustible and ex- inexhaustible mm-hmm. in the world today. And, and perhaps the most inexhaustible of natural resources we have, next to stupidity, is insecurity. That's why you'll see the Harley-Davidson logo every day until you die. Every goddamn day. No, so those guys it, are geniuses in the field. Oh my God, they are. Yeah, uh, yeah. You f- feel less of a man than you should. Well, this keychain can help you out. They built such a brand that they don't need to do anything. It just keeps rolling along on its own. It's it's just it's just a feedback loop of of guys wanting to feel tough. Yeah, we're we're gonna wake up one day and Harley Davidson will not have made a motorcycle in twenty years and. <laughs> It's become a keychain and coaster company. It's just a series of theme restaurants. <laughs> Harleys. Hmm. When you're here, you're a tough guy. Try our atomic roadkill snake. Want a glass of jalapeno iced tea? <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy our new murder fries. The ketchup looks like blood. Murder fries. Yeah. It's all about finding those points of insecurity, and particularly in in modern men. There's too many to count. It's, It's just finding and poking a little bit, and then applying a soothing balm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think uh, I think our brotherhood does that. Very much so. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a good one, and I think that that that's uh, that's the gift that could keep on giving for us. That could finance a lot of our other schemes. Definitely. Uh-huh. Uh, my beer's gone. How'd that oh. happen? Hmm. Let's see here. I uh. You got uh, you got any uh, anything you want to uh, any business you'd like to bring to the table? Oh, the the well's actually running dry a little bit lately. You know, I've uh, I've been a, a busy fella and uh, haven't had as much time to put into our our creative enterprise as possible. But let's see if I can pull something out of my ass on the fly. Uh, since you know we we touched on insecurity, um, you know. When we think about kind of the the modern man, and then think so, manhood historically is an idea. Okay, so what what you have in, in ye olden times, you know, man was man was protector and conqueror in his tribe, and then through the ages, you know, you you proved your mettle in in battle and in war, or you made something with your own two hands, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like today that there is a lot of a lot of lip service paid toward manhood, but not a not a tremendous amount of action that's taken towards it. Um, you know, people people speak out and say, "Oh yes, I am, I am the modern man." Blah, but they're they're not like out there fighting the Kaiser. Um, so we need to make Kaisers. <laughs> that's one way of approaching it. I, I think you know, truth is, give it time. Kaisers are like oil. Given enough time, the world will make more. Should we plan another daring heist of the word 20? Uh, I I don't know. I think that we may have given away the word 20 with the Panama Canal. (laughs) 
No, what I'm thinking but is... we just refuse to recognize exactly, it because exactly. we don't really care. Yeah. No, what, I, what I'm thinking is... Um, people are very eager to kind of declare themselves the modern man without particularly doing anything about it. And I think it's about time for someone to call bullshit on it. So what I am proposing, and there's, I, I need help to build this out. I think that this is a, a subtle variation on some of our other schemes. Um, let's say you're you're at a bar, and there's some guy next to you, and he's you know broing out, and he's got his sunglasses on the back of his head, and like his spiked hair has spiked hair, and some shit. He's, like, he's he's man spreading. Yeah, he's he's Rob Gr- Gronkowski. Let's say you're in a bar with Rob Gronkowski. Let's say. Um, hypothetically. Okay. And he starts talking some shit about, like, oh, yeah, I'm such a badass. I, this floor was you know, made of lava. I'd walk on this floor. You need to be able to press a button on your phone and have some guy come there with a bucket of lava. Say, okay, man up. I, I, it's the calling I, your bluff. Of apps. Ah, the bluff call. The bluff I like call. it. I, I mean, I just like the idea of being able to summon somebody with a bucket of lava. But yeah, the, <laughs> the general bluff call is, is yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. Um, it, it feels a little bit like it harkens back to our uh, our sort of own call arbitrator, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, but I think that the the subtle variation here, and we can use some of the same infrastructure, is anytime someone is bullshitting you, and you know that person is bullshitting you. You should have the opportunity to call them out on it and do so in a way that forces them to to really question if they want to keep bullshitting in that way. Mm-hmm. That's good. So maybe there's a crew that could tr- kind of roll with a a um, a collapsible but easy to set up in a, in a pinch like boxing ring. Yeah. And that way, there's an argument on the playground. These guys can. Snatch up the dads, mm-hmm. bust out the ring. Dads, on. have at it. Yep. Whose dad can beat up whose dad? Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I think that that would be, particularly in that example, that would be cathartic for a lot of folks. Because you know, back in the day, we did settle our disputes with our fists. I mean, in, in school, you'd get into fights every now and then, and that was okay. Uh, but we don't get into fights anymore. Our kids don't want to fight anymore. But they still talk shit, and they talk more shit than ever. So oh we need we need to bring back that put up or shut up mentality, even in elementary school. It's, you got to start them young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, they'll come to take. Years. Yeah, they'll come to take not being punched in the face for granted. Exactly. So actually, I'm I'm really taken with this idea of like a, a sort of a pop up fighting tour. Just mm-hmm. like roaming the countryside, squads of people with small trucks who can. At a moment's notice, set up their ring. Want to take this outside? Yeah. Yeah, see, people say that Kind of an Uber. Yeah. An Uber for fist fights. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Yeah, you pull up your phone, you pull out the app, and Uber has, oh, you can ride in Uber X. Or Uber, or Uber XL, or Taxi, or you know whatever the yeah. Like, you know. I mean, it's not just one guy; it's it's a crew because there's got to be you know a driver. There's got to be a guy to set up mm-hmm. the ring, and there's got to be a guy to collect admission yes. to the fight. Yes, because fighting is you know 
there's the five honor. bucks ahead. There's the honor that you gain from the fight, but there's also the spectator element. Exactly. Because getting your ass kicked or kicking someone's ass doesn't matter as much if there's not people to see it. It's actually a four-person crew. Yeah. You've got the driver. Driver. You've got, got, the guy who, got the guy who sets up the ring. you got the guy who collects commission mm-hmm. or the admission. And you got the ring girl. Oh, okay. Ain't a fight like without it. a ring girl. Nope. Nope. Uh, and I guess the guy who sets up the ring can he can double as the uh, as the official, and the driver can double as the barker. He's got a little speaker mounted on the top of the vehicle. Oh, oh God! Oh, we need to. Oh yeah, we, we got to get in that business, by the way, because that's something that needs to come back. It does, and it's. I don't really know why it went away. I'm assuming some politician decided, ah, it's disturbing the horses on my horse farm. Blah. And like that was the end of it. It's it's how these I, how bullshit elitists in this country. For? Yeah, yeah. yeah. V- vote Goldie Wilson. He promises greater prosperity, better roads, and lower taxes. Like, yeah. come on, we fucking know this. He promises taller corn. Yeah, yeah. Where the women are robust, the men are rosy cheeked, and the children are rosy cheeked and robust. <laughs> um. I think I, I like that, but what I what I also like is I think you know as okay, so we have our standard model. Maybe this is where we start, where the guys come with the boxing ring and you have the ring girl and all that. But one of the things that's made Uber so successful is the way that it has expanded up and down the chain. So if you want the black car, then you just get the black car. If you want a big ass SUV, you can get that. Or if you want just like a little Prius and it's basically a cab but nice, uh, you can get that as well. Um. You get to th- pick what kind of car you get. You don't get to pick what kind of car you get, but there's th- like there's three levels. There's Uber X, which is the cheapest thing, and it's like a guy's going to drive by in a car, and it'll it could be a Prius or a Leaf or whatever, and they'll just pick you up, and it's just a car. Or there's the black car, like the standard Uber, which is a town car, like a black town car. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the XL, which is a large SUV for like large parties. Okay. Um, so at, at different, and they all cost different things. Like the X is the cheapest, and the XL is the the most expensive. Gotcha. Um, so I think the same principle could be applied here. So we've got the standard model, which is the ring. I think the um, the cheaper model could just be like uh, some rope and some poles, or maybe just some guys to push you back into the fight. Kind of more like uh, more like pit yeah. fighting. And then, and, and and also they could bring like a maybe a, a loader of dirt and some water, so you got some mud to fight in. Yeah, yeah. And then the 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 high level, like the the premium deluxe, they'll actually come and dig out a pit for you to fight in. Nice. Dig out a pit. You know, gear you all up so you feel like a, an MMA badass. Winner climbs out, bury the loser. Pretty much, yeah. Two men enter, one man leaves. Mm-hmm. Then another man leaves. Well, not in this case. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, they'll dig him up eventually. Well, yeah. Yeah. I guess they haven't found Hoffa. Yeah, you know. No, I, I think that, that that's the way to go with this. You, you, you gotta... I mean, boxing is not the popular sport it once was in this country. So you, you can have that as part of the, part of the appeal. But you'll want to reach the MMA crowd in a way if you can. And the, the way to do that is to make sure you have that option here. Yeah. So it's like um, standard option, 
mud fight on the low end and full-on pit fight on the high end. Mm-hmm. And we cover our spread. And that way, you know, like if you start talking bullshit at the bar, someone can call you out on it. Now, I, I guess the, the question would be, do both parties have to to accept this? Like, do both parties have to to set up the app or can one call it out and then the other can be coerced into it. Or, I mean, we could just have agents in bars and they can wait for the right, the, the situation to be right. Maybe they can, you know, Gentlemen. throw some coals on the fire yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, get situations. Maybe, maybe they pour a little gas on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Instigators. Market no. creators. Market creators. Launchers, we call them in the business. Mm-hmm. The catalysts. Catalysts. Yeah, so they'll, they'll, they'll you know, just, just, and in, in the same way that Uber drivers are independent contractors and they, they are not officially employed by Uber, they are just provided the means to execute the job. Um, in in terms of the infrastructure, the logistics, I think we can do the same. Like we we can't put an asshole in every bar, but every bar's got an asshole in it. So let's take advantage of existing infrastructure here and mm-hmm. recruit these guys. Yeah, we gotta find an develop an algorithm that figures out the guy that is gonna go up to somebody and be like, "Hey, man, yeah, I don't I don't think she's here with anybody." <laughs> I think you should buy her a drink. Yeah. Just just send it on over. Or just sending drinks from other people. <laughs> One, yeah. I want you to send that woman a drink, but say it's from that guy. That's, oh, that's beautiful. That's some, like, Beverly Hills cop shit. <laughs> oh, Axel, you lovable scamp. Oh, that's that's uh, I love that. I love that idea because, again, number one, it takes advantage of existing infrastructure. Number two, it uh, it applies that soothing balm to the point of insecurity that people mm-hmm. has. And number three, you know, I I really do think that once this gets off the ground, it is going to make for a better world because in, in today's age of hyperconnectivity and social media, um, it's it's so easy to run your yap without consequences and you know we we provide the consequences okay it's it's put up or shut up time exactly get in the mud pit teaching teaching people that they're gonna need to back up the things that they're saying oh yeah providing Uh, a social good oh yeah absolutely the the world will thank us one day Mm -hmm. yeah we'll see you in sweden when we accept that nobel prize the Nobel Prize in... Yeah. in kickboxing. Yes. The Nobel Prize in kickboxing. <laughs> Lisa Simpson has won the Nobel Prize. Lisa Simpson has won the Nobel Prize in kickboxing. Um, so I, I guess the last... Let's put the cherry on top of this Sunday... Uh, Uber is kind of a catchy name, 
what do we call this thing? Is there an app called Go? You want to go? That's it. Want to go? Want to go? The ads write themselves. Yeah. I love it. Go. He gave you a weird look, man. 